0: The ChrisCast is recorded live in front of no audience. Hello again, everyone. This, welcome to the ChrisCast. I'm your host, Chris. And joining me once again by Facebook Messenger is Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hello, hello, hello. Well, first up, let's fuss at North Carolina. This is okay, from mercurynews.com. University of North Carolina can consider race. In admissions, judge rules. Ah, are you freaking kidding me? Absolutely no reason race should be used to adm- for anything outside of like an acting role. Like you wouldn't have the Black Panther played by a white person. That's the only God. time something where race should be involved. This is ridiculous. You should only be admitted into a university or college based on your credentials and merits. Nothing to do with your race. Quotas are terrible, so that's another thing that's a problem. Because if someone deserving gets denied because their quota wasn't met, that's not fair either. And I don't care what race you are. But
1: are we back in 19... are Are we in the 50s again?
0: Well, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. North Carolina is run by Republicans for the most part.
1: That's actually sickening. I'm gonna
0: look that up. It's. It was. I was on the the headlines today that I saw it. It was ruled yesterday. It says the ruling. This okay. is. It says, the ruling comes from following a lawsuit filed in 2014 by the group Students for Fair Admissions, which argued UNC used race in its admissions process and that it intentionally discriminated against certain members based on race and other factors. And again, race should never be an issue when getting a job. It should not be an issue when getting... A scholarship it should not be an issue when getting admitted into a college or university it should be your academic merits or your merits for the job or what have you that you get in there and nothing to do with race
1: UNC oh my god Chapel Hill are you serious that
0: is ridiculous yep You know, that's the nation's
1: oldest, um, uh, I want to say private college in existence. It was born back in the 1700s.
0: I've never been a big fan of anything in Carolina, so.
1: That is ridiculous. But, oh, by the way, I'm, 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 I'm black and, uh, oh, we don't, we, we've already got 10% of you in here. We don't want you in here. I don't, I don't get it. Who, who? Uh, that, uh, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm lost for words.
0: Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's North Carolina for you.
1: Why are we always like the and stop? Why?
0: Because we are run by idiot Republicans. And not all of Republicans are idiots. So before anybody gets mad at me for saying that, it just seems like the ones in power are not only abusing their power, but are idiots. So
1: it's actually exhausting. It really is.
0: But moving on to more fun items and something topical for the season. This is from comicbook.com. Paranormal Reserve Vodka is made in the most haunted locations in the United States.
1: Paranormal Reserve Vodka. I ain't never heard
0: of that. It says, Halloween season is here and people are looking for the right kind of treats to go with all the tricks. One thing that will be a big novelty for a lot of Halloween partygoers is a new line of vodka from Hawk Herodon, which is being put out in limited release. Harridan's Paranormal Reserve Line was made by storing the vodka in three of the most iconic haunted locations in America, including the house where the events of The Conjuring allegedly took place. Ah! And it goes on to say, Bottles of Harridan's Paranormal Reserve Line will be available for purchase in select New York City liquor stores starting on October 13th. Orders will also be shipped out across the nation to any interested consumers in other states. Bottles of Paranormal Reserve Vodka are selling for $140 and includes a fancy wood box, a certificate of authenticity, and cloth gloves for handling the bottle. The entire run will be limited to just 60 bottles. Of those 60 bottles, only 36 were placed in the Conjuring House in several of the iconic locations seen in the film. Another 12 bottles were placed in the Villisca Axe Murder House in Iowa in an attic where two killers allegedly hid before brutally murdering a family of eight, the Moore family, with axes. The final 12 bottles were placed in West Virginia's infamously haunted Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, in the room where lobotomies were performed on the violent inmates housed there. With only
1: 60 bottles, they could charge more for that.
0: Well, they could, but at least they're not gouging it. I'm going to get on eBay and see if I can find it. Well, you could go to their... It's Harridan. H A. I believe it said H-A-R-R-I-D-A-N. I'm going to do that right now. Look up Paranormal Reserve Vodka. That'll pull it up. See, I don't drink and I'm not spending $140 on a bottle of vodka for anything.
1: Apparently it's a, it's a luxurious line of vodka. Here it is, Hairdude Vodka. Are you ever 21? Of course I am. Explore the Paranormal Reserve. Here we go. Well,
0: while you're looking at that, I'm moving on because... There was a lot of news come out this past Saturday at the DC Fandom 2021. It's already sold out. I figured as much. But the Fandom started off with a bang. You had The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, there to push the Black Adam movie, which is coming July 29th of next year. And I'm hoping... This will finally be a great film from The Rock because everything he has done has been rather disappointing so far. And I like The Rock. But his I like movies, The Rock too, but he sucks as an actor. His, well, he doesn't suck as an actor. His movies are just not that good. I wouldn't say the it's his thing acting. I remote, the only thing I remotely liked
1: by him that he was in was San Andreas.
0: Eh, it was typical but, natural disaster film schlock, basically. That's the only thing I enjoyed. But the they also showed a clip from Black Adam and it looks very good in that clip but there's not a lot of acting. It's you said Black Adam. Yep. It's basically the clip was he grabbed a soldier by the throat the soldier disintegrated into a skeleton and then dust and he was getting shot at Catches one of the bullets. Then he raises up in the air. Like flying. And that was pretty much what the clip was. Looked fantastic. But it doesn't really show a lot. Which is good because you don't want too much shown.
1: It's a off from Shazam.
0: Well, yes and no. That's what it says. It's not really a spinoff from Shazam. He's the main enemy of Shazam in the comics. He has not been in the Shazam film, so it's not a spinoff of Shazam.
1: Well, um, it's got Pierce Brosnan in it, so it's gotta be
0: good. Oh, it's got quite a few, and new heroes are gonna be introduced. Doctor Fate, which, not new heroes, but new to the, the theatrical screen. Uh, Adam Smasher. So it's... I'm I'm excited for it and I'm hoping that it lives up to the expectations. But we also, and I'm just going through DCcomics.com blog here with all the announcements from the fandom. Grant Gustin was on the fandome showing off the new boots for his costume. Boots. They have gone comics accurate on the boots. Every live action adaptation of The Flash has had red boots all along. The Flash on the CW is switching to gold boots this year.
1: So I suppose that's supposed to be
0: accurate with the comics. Yes, he wears yellow boots in the comics. And these are more of a golden color, but... Um, I wonder why they did
1: that this whole time putting red boots on
0: I think it was just an aesthetic choice. Because the red doesn't clash with the red like it does with the yellow. But the yellow or gold, whichever you want to call it, That's what is more comics accurate, and they're going to do it. And also today, they released the trailer for the Armageddon event starting in November. It will be five episodes of The Flash, which will be basically a self-contained crossover this year. All on The Flash... And they showed the Justice League table with their chairs. And Black Lightning was in it. Batwoman was in it. It looks really, really good. Cannot wait. Sweeps month is going to be huge this year. Just between the Flash and something else I'll be talking about. Yeah. Sweeps months have typically been November, February, and May. Where they put on their biggest events... To get the ratings numbers up, to charge the most for ad dollars. Yeah,
1: I, th- I was thinking sweeps was in October, but no, I
0: guess not. November, February, and May. But I don't know how much of that still holds because online and everything has changed the way things are. So, but it's definitely sweeps month style programming this year that I'm seeing. But from there we move on to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has a release date of December 16th 2022 and they had some stuff on it including the clip. Uh, Milestone Media made a very big announcement did not say what it is but they announced they have their first animated feature in development. Most likely Static, but it could be the group of them. Static, Hardware, Icon and Rocket, Blood Syndicate, all popular series. They're all coming back for new issues. So Milestone has returned in a big way at DC, which is a very good thing. These... A a lot of this was started with Dwayne McDuffie, who has since passed on, but he was very instrumental in shows like Batman, Superman, and Justice League, so he was the one who brought Static to us. I mean, it was a lot of talent that we lost when he passed away. They also had some looks at the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game, uh, an in depth look and discussion with the cast of Peacemaker coming to HBO Max in January, January 13th, 2022. They announced a new Superman cartoon, My Adventures with Superman. And this one, I just don't know. All they had was concept art, they didn't have anything finished. So, another Superman. Yep. And it's Superman, Jimmy, and Lois that this one's going to follow. And something that I did very much enjoy about the Superman portion of this was the new slogan for Superman. He's no longer truth, justice, and the American way. It's something that's much better and much more fitting to the character because he's not just a symbol of hope for America he's a symbol of hope for the world and I think everybody can agree with that at this point that he's not just an American concept I saw a blurb on that the other day I can't remember what it said but his new mission statement truth, justice and a better tomorrow and like I said I think Mm. that fits much better than the American way Mm. it's okay also we've They announced, which I did not realize, but DC Fandom was on October 16th, the 20th anniversary of the premiere of Smallville. So, not only was it Fandom Day, but it was the 20th anniversary of the first airing of Smallville. Yeah,
1: we all know how that is.
0: There was a clip from DC's League of Super Pets, and I don't think it's really a clip from it. I think it's just a a teaser that they put together that has nothing to do with the film. But it looks like it's going to be humorous. The voice cast is Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Vanessa Bayer, John Krasinski, Diego Luna, Natasha Leone, who I love, Kate McKinnon, and Keanu Reeves. The animated feature will hit theaters May 20th of next year Uh, I have a a question about
1: that Tom Welling does Tom Welling
0: have anything else to do with the DC at all yes if you watched Lucifer currently available on Netflix so he's in Lucifer he was in one season of Lucifer I believe it was season 3 which was Vertigo comic, which is an imprint of DC Comics. There's also serious discussion of a Smallville animated series coming to hit. I don't understand why they keep on the rehash all that. Because Um. the fans want more.
1: Yeah, but we've already seen Superman land on Earth about 20 times now from different movies and different things and, and being raised as a kid, picking up trucks and all this other stuff. How many more times are they going to rehash it? They need to be doing something new. They need to be doing something like, you know, here's Superman with what he does for a living and he's out here, you know, Working on a construction site, or something changes <coughs> whole genre of you know show him working on a construction site and saving people's lives when a steel beam starts to fall and he secretly has to save people or something.
0: He that doesn't work cool, at a construction site.
1: I'm just saying they could hey, they can change anything.
0: He he's a reporter.
1: Oh, well, I know that, but what if he wanted to be in construction? What if he left reporters and wanted to be on a construction?
0: And in all actuality the the black spot in Superman history, Superman and Lois, or the Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, actually did dive into his work side more than the Superman side. It was more about the reporters and their relationship than it was about Superman, which was, in some cases it was good, in some cases it was bad, because when it got too heavily into the romance, it really hurt the show. Yeah. When they dealt more yeah. with the, the actual action and, and villains, it was actually a lot better. But we also got a huge announcement, at least for me. Doom Patrol will get a fourth season. Doom Patrol. One of the best DC shows ever made. You've got to watch The Doom Patrol. I cannot stress enough how fantastic that series is. And it's so different from anything you've ever seen. I promise Uh, you. I just got
1: to trust you on that one.
0: Oh, you need to watch it. Nah, I don't. You need to watch it. But from there, we got a clip from The Flash, a little teaser bit of film. And. Boy, did it ever excite everybody! Did you get to see any of that?
1: No, I didn't.
0: I guess it's on YouTube. the The clips were shown with narration by Michael Keaton. One of the last things you see is the Flash standing in the background. And in front of the screen is the back of the cowl of Michael Keaton's Batman.
1: I saw a blurb about it on MSN as I was scrolling through the news. And I meant to look at it. It was, it was what, about four or five days ago, three or
0: four or five days ago. October 16th, and this is the 19th. Yeah, and um, they
1: mentioned something about Michael Keaton on there. And I was like, ooh, I need to see
0: that. Well, the clip ends with Ezra Miller's Flash pulling the sheet off of a car, and you don't get to see what the car is, but you hear him getting thrilled by it, and you know what the car is underneath there. They're just not showing it. I
1: already know, because I've seen it. They brought back the original Batmobile.
0: Oh, we all know that. They're just not showing it off yet.
1: Not the original okay. Batman from the TV series, but from the very first
0: yeah, the Batman Michael movie Keaton. that he did. Yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman. And I am very excited for it. We got some discussion on the Sandman. We got to see the new woman playing Lucifer for the Netflix series. And there was talk to about the film that debuted on Blu-ray and DVD today. Injustice, and I will be watching that tonight, cannot wait to see it, it is, it started as a video game, and this is one of those rare occasions where taking it from a video game to the screen could actually improve it vastly, because they've done comic books with them, and I've read those stories, and they were amazing stories. This is... What happens when Superman becomes a dictator, basically? I'm reading about it right now. And I really, really am anxious to see this thing. It's an animated film. I'm going to be watching it. I promise you that. But Justin Hartley, this time, will be voicing Superman.
1: I wonder why it's being done in Germany.
0: I don't uh, know what's in Germany.
1: It says release date October 19, 2021 in Germany.
0: Oh, it's also released here. It's, it was on the shelf at Walmart tonight. From there, we got concept art of the Blue Beetle costume and some discussion <laughs> with the star and the creators of the film. There was talk of DC's Monkey Prince, which I know absolutely nothing about and I'm trying to see if it says because on the fandom it talked about the it was based on a book by somebody, but it doesn't say in this clip what it's based on. Gotham Knights was discussed. Which is another video game coming?
1: <laughs> Chris, I'll tell you what I Googled right
0: quick.
1: When you said monkey prints, so I put monkey then a P-R-N-P-R-I-N-P-F. I thought, okay, I looked at it and went, oh, how to make prints of monkeys. I went, what? What? That don't make sense. So I went and put DC and it brought up PRINC.
0: Yeah. <laughs> monkey prints.
1: I thought she was talking about, I thought it Prince, P-R-I-N-T-S, I thought that's just odd.
0: There was discussion on Batwoman, and it came back with a very strong first episode for the third <laughs> season. So, hopefully Batwoman has found its footing again since losing Ruby Rose, and will be very good going forward. Then came the discussion of the new animated movies. Catwoman Hunted will be released on February 8th of 2022. Uh, There's an all-new short called Constantine the House of Mystery that will feature, it'll be like their other collection of shorts. That's going to be the main one, and this will be on there. Kind of like Batman, the Death in the Family, or whatever it was called, and the Superman, Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. They were longer shorts that included the other shorts with them. Um, the Sprain will bring Teen Titans Go! and DC Superhero Girls Mayhem in the Multiverse. Uh, that will be followed by Green Lantern Beware My Power in the Summer and Battle of the Super Sons in the Fall. Finally, 2022 wraps with the release of Batman, the Long Halloween Deluxe Edition, which will bring the acclaimed two-part animated movie to 4K for the first time. They did The Legends of Tomorrow, 100 episodes in 100 seconds. Batman Unburied, an original narrative podcast, executive produced by David S. Goyer, and coming next year to Spotify. Uh... Batgirl, the film, coming to HBO Max, was discussed. They announced that Titans will also get a fourth season on HBO Max. There was an animated teaser for the upcoming Harley Quinn animated series new season. And it was actually pretty funny. They were talking about how they didn't have enough time to get anything together for the fandom. That animation takes a long time to put together. But it was Harley Quinn and Kane Shark. And I love Kane Shark on the Harley Quinn show. Then there was a discussion of Batman the Cape Crusader. The new animated series coming. And what they said was. This is what they wanted Batman the Animated Series to be. When it was on Fox. But they had too many regulations against them. Because of the time period where it was done. That. There were rules that they had to do certain things, couldn't do certain things. But this one, they get the freedom to do what they wanted to do. So, hopefully, this will be every bit as good as the original Batman the Animated Series. Because that is still one of the best animated shows ever made. So, we shall see. There was talk of DC Direct and Mark McFarland toys, and showed some of the releases they have coming, Young Justice Phantoms was discussed, and the news broke that the first two episodes of this new season, the fourth season of Young Justice, are already available on HBO Max. So, of course, I watched those first two episodes of the Young Justice that night, and they were just as good as any other episode of Young Justice. And if I'm telling you, if you like Justice League, you need to watch Young Justice. It is that quality of animation. They then discussed DMZ, which I know very little about outside of the name and that it's the Vertigo comic, but it says the series tells the story about a civil war between the secessionist free states of America and the United States of America and the DMZ that exists between them, where an outsider, played by Rosaria Dawson, comes in to turn things upside down, while Dawson is playing a new character named Alma Patino, Roberto Patino, that is, executive producer, revealed that she was inspired by Z. Hernandez, the former medical student who attempted to aid the citizens of the DMZ in the book. So... That is a four-part HBO Max limited series coming next year. We got the first footage of Naomi. And Naomi has only been around just maybe two, three years tops. Already getting a TV series. And they are incorporating the actual story from the comics into it from what this little bit of show showed. Because there's a battle with Superman in the very beginning. And she looks up and sees Superman fly overhead. So they are taking what they can from the comics and putting it in there. There was some discussion on Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Which is coming out in 2023. Then we got to possibly the best portion of the whole thing, the Wonder Woman 80th Anniversary Celebration. Of course, two days from our recording here is Wonder Woman Day, October 21st, marking her actual 80th anniversary in publication. Eighty years ago, this coming Thursday, was the first ever release of Wonder Woman.
1: Do you know know Linda Carter will just do something about that?
0: Well, she was on there. And the the whole part from Fandom is actually on YouTube. There was a conversation between Patty Jenkins, the director of the Wonder Woman films, and Linda Carter, and they said that Gal Gadot could not be there due to filming and family commitments. So, it was Linda and Patty talking, and it was a good little discussion, but there was fan art shown. Unfortunately, no new announcements. Nothing coming from Wonder Woman that we didn't already know, because they discussed Wonder Woman 3. No details at all whatsoever outside of Linda Carter's working on it. And we kind of figured that after the clip in the, in the credits of Wonder Woman 1984.
1: But you know, I've yet to watch
0: that again. You need to watch it again. It's good. And it's better the second HBO time HBO Max, around. right? Isn't that HBO Max? HBO Max and My Voodoo both have it. Um, there is a new major crossover event coming to comics with Wonder Woman. It is Wonder Woman, The Trial of the Amazons. And it crosses over Wonder Woman, Nubia, and... And Wonder Girl. And it says, Writers on the event series include Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, Vida Ayala, Stephanie Williams, Joelle Jones, and Jordi Belair. The action kicks off in Nubia and the Amazons, number one, on sale October 19th. They discussed the upcoming second season of Sweet Tooth. We got the announcement that Pennyworth is renewed for a third season, but it will be on HBO Max instead of Epix. And we got a new teaser for The Batman. So, lots of stuff came out in this DC fan game. Um, haven't
1: they had that film done for quite some time now? The
0: Batman they've they're in post production I believe I know they said that the um the Black Adam is definitely in post production Covid has hit the production of the Batman several times. They've had to shut down production multiple times, one was due to Robert Pattinson testing positive so
1: yeah, it's just, uh, it just seems like it's been filming for, like, two years now.
0: Well, it has been.
1: It has a film release date of March of 2022.
0: Yep. But it, it has been filming for a long time.
1: I'm looking at the stars in it, and so far I only recognize
0: two. Well, Colin, F- Colin Farrell is unrecognizable in it.
1: Well, I see Robert Patton's, and we all know who that is. Um, John Tortoro, I, I remember him. Jeffrey Wright, I remember him. I remember Barry Keegan.
0: Speaking of Jeffrey Wright, you, you watched Marvel's What If, right? Uh, just like two episodes, yeah. Well, the voice of the Watcher on there? <clears throat> that was Jeffrey Wright.
1: Yeah,
0: Colin Farrell. Um, Okay, yeah, I see that. So. And this may be the new Batman story going forward. They may, with Flashpoint, may incorporate that Batman into everything else and get away from the old Batman because we need to get away from the old Batman. I don't know and I don't care. I just want to see the Flashpoint movie when it comes out. But moving on, I told you November looks like a big sweeps month again. From UPI.com, Adele to perform and speak to Oprah Winfrey in new CBS special. Adele One Night Only will air November 14th at 8.30pm on CBS and will be available to stream live and on demand on Paramount+. The special will be filmed in Los Angeles. Adele will perform some of her chart topping hits along with new and never-before-heard songs. In addition, Adele will speak to Winfrey from her Rose Garden. The singer will discuss her new album, the stories behind the songs, life after divorce, weight loss, and raising her son. So...
1: Have you seen what she looks like now?
0: I've not really, but I know I saw her after she lost some weight.
1: Dude, for this new album she's coming out with, she is so gorgeous. I mean... My God, that woman's been working on herself.
0: Well, hopefully she stopped smoking.
1: <clears throat> but she looks phenomenal. I'm talking about beautiful. Beautiful woman.
0: Well, I'm just, with the smoking, if she wants to keep her voice, she's going to have to quit smoking. Oh, Plain and simple. But... Oh, and you know how we reviewed Haunted Mansion last week? Both the Muppets and the Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Did you see the news this week? No. This is from the thehollywoodreporter.com. Danny DeVito joins Lakeith Stanfield and Owen Wilson in Haunted Mansion. What? Another one? They are making a new Haunted Mansion. <sighs> Danny DeVito has joined the luminous cast of Haunted Mansion, Disney's ghostly family adventure based on one of the company's signature theme park rides. DeVito, whose last big-screen studio appearance was in 2019's Jumanji The Next Level, boards a project that already has LaKeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, and Rosario Dawson on the call sheet. So the cast is really good. Hopefully, this one will do like the Muppets did and take the story from the amusement park and not create something new that's terrible. So we shall see. And did you see the UFRD this week? I don't know. Unidentified Flying Rubber Ducky.
1: Mm, no.
0: This is from unilab.co.uk. Rubber duck-shaped UFO revealed in leaked U.S. spy plane video. And if you watch the video, it's moving so fast you can't really make it out. But when they have the stills of it, you literally can see the rubber duck shape. So, if you get a chance, check it out.
1: I'm doing that right now. Rubber
0: duck. UFO. That should pull it up. Rubber duck. While you're looking that up, we've got some release date changes. First up from Deadline, The Lost City. Paramount pushes up release date for Sandra Bullock-Channing Tatum comedy. Paramount Comedy The Lost City will now open wide three weeks earlier than expected. The studio announced today as its release date moves from April 15th to March 25th, 2022. And they're comparing it to Romancing the Stone. I love Sandra Bullock, so I'll be watching it. I'm hoping it's going to be a really good film to put her back in the theaters. Because it's been a while since she's had a good theatrical release. I think Ocean's 8 was the last one she had, which was phenomenal. No, Sandra Bullock
1: was in,
0: um, she was in, um, that movie, you know, on Netflix. That was a huge hit. Um, That's not in theaters. That's on Netflix.
1: And she also... Played in something else.
0: The last thing I remember her being in was Ocean's Eight in the theater.
1: I'm gonna press play on this video
0: and see what it is. Well, hit mute. Well, I I got it on silent, so. And next up is more date changes. This is from Deadline. Marvel movie shifts. Doctor Strange 2 to kick off summer 2022. Thor, Love, and Thunder heads to July and more. As Disney, as Disney's Eternals is being aggressively buzzed to possibly open at $100 million and Spider-Man No Way Home, Marvel's co-production with Sony to open even higher, Disney has just shifted its entire Marvel movie theatrical schedule for 2022 and beyond. Uh... Let's see where are the dates here. It says even better the Indiana Jones sequel which was sitting on the same release date as Warner Brother DC's Black Adam next year on July 29th, 2022 now moves to June 30th, 2023. That's Independence Day weekend where University, Universal already has an untitled illumination movie. Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will now kick off summer 2022 on May 6th instead of opening March 25th. That will push Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder from that summer kickoff date to July 8th, 2022. The only other movie opening against Doctor Strange 2 on May 6th is focus features Mr. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, starring Leslie Manville. No rival studio event films are currently dated against Thor Love and Thunder on its new date. The moves will push back Black Panther Wakanda Forever from Ryan Coogler off its date to November 11th, 2022 major issue for that film now. This puts it one week after The Flash movie comes out. I know Black Panther was a huge hit for Marvel, one of the biggest films of all time. The problem is you don't have Chadwick Boseman this time around. You don't have it being something new and fresh that hadn't been seen before. And... You have Michael Keaton's Batman in The Flash. I think that Black Panther should have been pushed further away from The Flash, but we'll see. Also opening in that preceding November 4th to 6th weekend is Paramount's Bee Gees feature and 20th Century Studios' untitled David O. Russell movie. Those are the weekend of The Flash coming out. Black Panther 2 knocks the Marvels from filmmaker Nia DaCosta from November 11th next year to February 17th, 2023. No other tent poles are dated against it. This will then push Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania from that date to July 28th, 2023. No competition for Ant-Man 3 on its new date either. Both the Marvels and Ant-Man 3 are in production. The only Marvel movie sticking to its release date is Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3, which is currently set to kick off summer 2023 on May 5th. So... Basically, they're saying this is due to production problems, that there's no other reason for changing these dates, but a lot of changes for Marvel, and like I said, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, one week after the Flash film debuts, well, I don't think that's good. It, it could be a major problem. It's going to be
1: fighting
0: with each other there. Because, like I said, with um, no Chadwick Boseman... It's a tough still. I, to, I looked up
1: Sandra Bullock just to be, you know, uh, Bird Box was the last thing she was in. Um, she doesn't need to work. You know how much that woman's worth?
0: It don't matter. We still want to see her because she's a fantastic actress.
1: $200 million. She
0: ain't going to do nothing. Dean Kane's nowhere close to that. Do we need to yeah. make fun of Dean Kane again? Let's
1: see, Dean Cain
0: was... 6 million, uh, I believe.
1: 2013, he was worth 11 million. And as of right now, let's see, net worth, it's like not even coming up now, net worth 2021... Oh, it's $8 million. $8 million, and it
0: was $13 million back in 2013, so it's fallen. But moving on, Variety Today announced, I guess it was yesterday that this article came out, History of the World Part 2 Variety Series Ordered at Hulu, Mill Brooks to write and executive produce. So, big news there. I've still got to watch History of the World Part 1. I've never watched it, but... I know Mel Brooks is a legend, and for him to be continuing on with the History of the World Part 2, big plus. But that's all I've got in entertainment. There's a couple things I want to mention before we get to those who passed. First up, you mentioned Bill Clinton being hospitalized last week. Turned out it was a urological infection, and he is on the mend, and he has been released from the hospital. Also, good news, even though bad news that she got hit by a car, Katie Seagal is doing fine. Also expected to have been released from the hospital. This was four days ago that the article was written. It was the newest thing I could find. It says, she is going to be fine and able to go home today, a source tells people of the Sons of Anarchy star. So... Katie Seagal, you'll know as Peg Bundy from Married with Children, is now Mrs. Dan Connor on The Connors. So glad to hear that she's doing well.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, she got hit by a car walking across the street in L.A. No, back up.
1: What I'm talking about the Connors.
0: Yeah, she's she's married to Dan. They got married last week.
1: Are you watching that?
0: Yeah. It's a much better show without Roseanne, actually. I still refuse to watch it because it had had Roseanne in it. She don't make any money from it. She's only referenced. She's not in the show. It's worth watching. I don't want that woman to get one penny of anything. She's not getting anything anything from it. I don't care. I'm not watching it. She's not getting anything from it. But there's a lot of people that show employees that are getting paid that deserve it. But she's the creator of it. Actually, she's not the creator of this. Melissa Gilbert is the driving force of the Connors. She kept it moving and got it going ahead, and that's why it's in four seasons now. (laughs) Roseanne died. She was removed from royalties. She makes nothing off of this series. So if I look this
1: up on IMBD, her name will not be on any of it.
0: Well, no, because it's IMDb.
1: Whatever. You know what I mean.
0: But no, Roseanne is not a part of this show. She doesn't make any money. She's not a part of it. That whacked out
1: balloon.
0: So watch the Connors. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. But that moves on to those that we've lost this week. We mentioned Black Panther a little bit ago, and from People, Black Panther actress Dorothy Steele, dead at 95, quote, she went out strong, says Dorothy Steele, an actress who appeared as a tribal elder in Black Panther, has died at the age of 95. Steele died on Friday morning at her home in Detroit. Her agent, Cindy Butler of I Submit Talent, confirms to People, a cause of death was not given. Prior to her death, Steele was in the middle of filming Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the highly anticipated sequel to the 2018 superhero flick that started production in Atlanta this June and was flown back to Detroit to be with her family, Butler says. So, and it did, did say in the article that this was her planned final performance. So she was wanting to go out with one more very strong performance. Hopefully she got everything she needed filmed so they can use her properly. also this week came the news that Betty Lynn passed away at 95 she was best known as Thelma Lou on the Andy Griffith Show
1: yeah I was just looking at that
0: and I know it said she was survived by her cousins but the article doesn't really say much about her career outside of Andy Griffith Show it does say that she worked in the USO for service members during World War II. Which, it may not have been fighting on the front lines, but it was very much an important part of the war effort that people don't consider because it was keeping the morale of the troops up. So, she very much served her country during World War II. Next up, I've got an article pulled up here that I'm not going to discuss, but look up the horrible comments Trump made about him, because not only did he ridicule somebody who has passed away, but he made it all about himself, too. But we found out this week that General Colin Powell has passed away due to COVID complications,
1: so, I'm going to put that on pause
0: a second. Trump talked horrible about him? Yeah, I'm not giving Trump any more time on that. You can look it up, see what he said. It just and proves what a total that POS of, that Trump is. Trump is such a piece of garbage. He, he, but, the this is from NBCNews.com. Pal, who was, was 84, was fully vaccinated from COVID-19, his family said, and had been treated at Walter Reed National Medical Center but was suffering from serious underlying conditions. And I want to say that it was a blood cancer, but I can't remember what they said on the news yesterday when I saw the story. It says, Powell and his wife Alma were tested for COVID last Monday and both tested positive, a family spokesperson told NBC News. Powell was then hospitalized at Walter Reed. Powell had multiple myeloma, a cancer of a type of white blood cell, which can harm the body's immune system. Surgery for prostate cancer when he was Secretary of State, and more recently, Parkinson's disease. So, COVID was just the final straw, basically. He had so much going against him. And, I was never the biggest Colin Powell fan. But, just as John McCain, I was not a fan of his. I will not speak ill of the dead. And that's where my problem comes in with what Trump said, but at least Colin Powell is now out of out of uh, in. Um, he no longer feels the pain that he was feeling because he he was suffering obviously with all those that he had going. But my deepest heartfelt concerns go out to his family and friends that have lost him. And finally, that's the dog coffin. But finally, this is from Variety Today, and I'm sorry if I miss up the name. Leslie Burkus, Willy Wonka and Goldfinger songwriter, dies at 90. He is an Oscar and Grammy-winning songwriter whose songs for Broadway and Hollywood include What Kind of Fool Am I and Pure Imagination. He died Tuesday in St. Paul de Vence in France. He was 90. Wrote the lyrics for the James Bond theme songs Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice as well as songs for movies including Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory including The Candyman, Scrooge, Hook, Dr. Doolittle, and Superman. So we all know his work quite obviously. And that brings us to the end of the news segment this week. We will be back with reviews of I Know What You Did Last Summer, the TV series, as well as the original I Know What You Did Last Summer film from, I believe, 1997. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. (music) Welcome back. First up, let's go to Box Office Mojo for the Top 10 Films of the Weekend. Uh, new film coming in at number 10, $470,000, Most Eligible Bachelor. Down from 8 to 9 is Lamb, with $543 million, two-week total, just over $2 million. Down from 6 to 8, Free Guy, $645,000, 10 week total, $120,779,261. I cannot even pronounce the film at number 7. Looks like Hons Rock. 706000 in its debut weekend. Down from 4 to 6, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Another $3,321,610 to bring its 7-week total to almost $218,000,000. Debuting at number 5, The Last Duel. Just under $4.8 million in its opening weekend. Down from three to four, The Adams Family 2. Just over $7 million in its third weekend. Grand total so far, $42,142,794. Down from two to three, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. $16.5 million its third weekend. Grand total so far, $168,079,076. And here's where the surprises come in. Down from one to two in its second week. No Time to Die, the James Bond film. Just under $23.8 million. Grand total so far, $99,002,672. And debuting at number one, the film that's also part of the subscription on Peacock. Halloween Kills. $49,404,980 in its opening weekend.
1: Okay, let's talk about this for a
0: second. Michael Myers dethroned 007. Yes, he did. And while he's streaming on Peacock as part of the service, which says one of two things. Either theatrical stronghold for Michael Myers or... Peacock is a very weak service when it comes to paid subscriptions. Maybe both.
1: I'm not paying for Peacock. I want to see Michael Myers' Kills or whatever that movie is again, but I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay the extra money just to see that. I don't.
0: Well, it's Halloween Kills is the title of the film. and Well, you know what I mean. We talked about it before we went on tonight. I have seen the film and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good Halloween film. Okay. Did you go back and watch the
1: the last one that came out no. before you watched this one? No. Did you ever see the last one? The
0: one with Jamie Lee Curtis where they brought it back, yes. And she was living yeah, the in the house.
1: The one that's filmed in Charleston and she's with in that house and it and it's and it well to all of those who haven't seen that one, this is gonna be a big spoiler for you where
0: um, it caught fire at the end. Yeah. And so that's that's it, where this I wanna, one picks I, up. I, I want to
1: ask you this. Does this movie pick up from
0: that point yes. and keep going? It's like Halloween and Halloween 2. Halloween and Halloween Kills. It's the same exact thing. It's a year later. In this case, many years later. But it's right where they picked up. And I saw a thing. I don't know if it was an article or what. But they were discussing how... They went to the actual site of the original film, where they filmed these things, the houses, and got detailed information to recreate those houses for this movie. So they created their own town? They recreated the sets to mimic what was in the original film.
1: these were,
0: that was actually filmed in real houses. The very first one. Because yeah. that was a low budget horror film. But they apparently That's they went back, got all the measurements and everything, and recreated those sets. That was expensive. What was the? Do you have the? Do you have the? Uh, I don't know on if it's film? listed on here. Estimated budget is twenty million dollars. Which is extremely oh, low. Yes.
1: That means that there's no way they built those houses. There's no way.
0: Well, they built the sets. They didn't have to build the house. They just had to build the set.
1: Well, yeah, true,
0: but... And... I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the original, so I, I can't compare and contrast, but that's what I saw... Now, it was an article you know, that I saw earlier today, I think.
1: I watched, I don't know if you've been watching sci-fi, but sci-fi's been showing some really damn good horror movies on there. Chucky and the I
0: TV did, series. To what? Chucky the TV series is on sci-fi. No, oh, puke. Anyways, um, I did
1: get to see the original, earlier this month they had the original Halloween playing, and they were doing like a halloween thon that day, Halloween, doing you know, one, two, three, which they could easily get rid of. Halloween 3. It really had no Michael Myers in it. He Season was in a commercial.
0: Witches. Huh? He was in a commercial on the TV. Well, anyways, Season of the Witches are
1: stupid. Anyway, they could re- easily get rid of that one, but. But um, part one is just gold. Gold. It is.
0: Well. Honestly, is. with the Halloween series, I liked 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6. The 6 was the one with Paul Rudd if I'm not mistaken. H2O, I was not thrilled with. Uh, the one with Busta okay. Rhymes that came after that, I hated. And I didn't watch anything again until the one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Halloween 2017 or whatever it was. You didn't watch, you didn't watch the Rob Zombie no. one. You need to I have not That's watched any Rob he, Zombie film, to be honest. He brought horror back to Michael Myers. I mean, Michael Myers was a big, was a mofo, a killing machine in that. Yeah. But I liked all of them except for three for the first six of them. But H2O, not that great. And the one with Busta Rhymes that was next where they were in the the house on the internet, that one was just stupid. That was just, and that took me out of Halloween for quite a while. But,
1: but yeah, let's um, let's watch the Rob Zombie one to review this next
0: time. Okay, well, if we can find it, because I don't know. Oh, I'll find it. See if it's streaming anywhere, because I I honestly don't know. Go ahead. But with I'll that, I'm gonna it. while you're looking up that, I'm gonna talk about the one that you did not watch. It's on the Roku channel. It is... I don't know if Quibi had already done this show and didn't get it on because they went bankrupt or whatever, but Roku bought out Quibi, and the show is when the streetlights go on. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 71%. IMDB has it 6.6 out of 10 with 887 votes. Uh, Basically, it starts out, and I'm going to give a spoiler for the first episode but the first episode's less than 10 minutes long there are 10 episodes each 10 minutes or less which is the way quibi shows were but there's the girl and her teacher meet up in the car on the street somebody gets in the car with them with a the mask on and has them at gunpoint makes them drive to A secluded spot that's not real far off of the road and makes them get out of the car makes them undress each other and shoots them and leaves them and the rest of the show is trying to figure out who the killer is and it has Tony Hale from Arrested Development as one of the teachers in it Uh, Queen Latifah who I absolutely love she's Detective Grasso And those are the only real name names that I know in it. But I enjoyed the show. The problem was the best episode is the first episode. And after that, it kind of moves slow. And the fact that every 8 to 10 minutes, you're interrupted with commercials waiting for the next part. I mean, I watched it all in one sitting, but it just... It's a bit much for such short episodes, so since Paul didn't watch it, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. If you get the chance, I do suggest watching it. It is enjoyable. I would give it about two and three quarters because of the constant interruptions. If, there, if you could watch it straight through without that, it might be three and a half, three and a quarter. But with constant interruptions, it does hurt it, and I I don't understand... like. The Fugitive Show was the same way, and I really like The Fugitive Show with Kiefer Sutherland, but it's short episodes constantly interrupted, so it takes it down a peg. But if you get the chance, I do suggest watching When the Streetlights Go On on Roku. It is free with ads. And that brings us to... I know what you did last summer, the TV series, but before that, did you find Halloween with Rob Zombie anywhere? I'm
1: looking on it. Keep going.
0: Okay. Well... We'll start with I Know What You Did Last Summer, the TV series. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 39%. IMDb has it 5.1 out of 10 with 1,500 votes. This is the new series on Amazon Prime. They dropped four episodes on Friday, and I did watch all four. It is another story of teenagers hitting somebody on the road just like the movie and believing the person to be dead whether they are or not you can watch and see but then they get terrorized a year later with I know what you did last summer and that's about as much detail as I can give on it without giving too very much away where is it streaming? It's online for free, some kind of bootleg copy that someone's uploaded online. All you gotta do is search Halloween two thousand seven and there's a link for it. Well I'm watching it right now. I'd rather have a legitimate so we can actually support the film instead of sending people to illegal feeds of it. Well no, it's
1: it's here. I mean it's on the website right here.
0: Yeah, but if it's not a legitimate website and plays pirated films, and their, the filmmakers aren't making any money off of well, it. Well, no,
1: it's from it's from overseas. Um, it's from overseas. It's, um. a, it's a website from overseas, and it's all in this strange, like Czechoslovakian writing, or and something. And I'm
0: sure that it's not making any money for the filmmakers. So, but anyways, you
1: either rent it for three ninety nine, or you can buy it for five ninety nine. That's the only way you can see it.
0: Uh, That's kind of what I figured. Or
1: you can watch it for free right here.
0: We're not advocating watching illegal feeds. Anyways.
1: I'm going to bookmark this.
0: But did you have anything you wanted to add about the I Know What You Did last summer TV series?
1: The TV series? Um, oh, it's... If we're completely... Okay, I'm going to kind of... I have so much to add about this. Okay, first off, in the movie, if we're, com- we're going to compare the two, the movie and the start of the... Uh, it's just... Um, I don't want to give away too much going on with it, but there was not twin girls in the movie. There wasn't.
0: Well, that's that's one thing I was going to get to was the pacing of this show. It took forever. The It not everything took forever, but that first episode the proved the pacing is way off on the series. And when I went back and watched the original movie, the pacing was a whole lot better, but there were still some issues with it. But this series. The first episode is back and forth constantly. And it's really slow. And they're not spending enough time on the twin sisters, because I didn't realize they were twin sisters, really, until, the, like, the second episode, because the way they were presenting them.
1: Well, I figured it out on the first episode, because of the... Um,
0: well, the scene like, where they talk to also. the boy, yeah, but... Yeah, you know, like, she goes,
1: like, well, you know, well, we look just alike. When they made that comment, I was like, oh, they're twin sisters. So, but it took, they were so much forever at that party.
0: But there's a reason you need to know about the twins, though, and that's the problem. It was just,
1: okay, I didn't watch past the first episode, but can you fill me in on the
0: lady at the very end of the first one? Was she a witch? They've still not explained her, really.
1: See, what was that?
0: She has come back in in the four episodes that they've aired, but they haven't truly explained her yet and
1: the premise in my head it was going on because the way she was acting in that very first episode it looked like you know because you know in the movie you know we all know that not that David Egan but what's the guy's name um, was it David Egan anyway. Anyway, he ended up living and started going after them and started killing everybody. But for them for that twin to live and start getting revenge on people.
0: Yeah, you're starting to give too much away.
1: Dude, it's it's the premise of the movie. But if anybody knows anything about watching those movies, I mean that's the premise of it. They lived and they go after them.
0: But there's, there's a lot more story there, but they, they really dropped the ball on the twins' story. And the pacing... What I was saying with the pacing was it's so slow on the first episode except the story of the twins, which should have been slow to really explain it. And it was constantly back and forth throughout the first episode. And then you get to the second episode and spoiler without spoiling anything, right off the bat in the second episode, one of the major characters is killed. It's like, why? You have paced this show so slow in the first episode, and then, bam, right in the second episode. It made no sense to me at all.
1: Well, see, I was paying attention to what I was watching the first episode, and I was going, um... It took them, I think the episode was like, I don't know, 48 minutes, something like that, for the first episode. And they didn't hit
0: the girl with the car until like 40 minutes into it or something like that.
1: And then if you're comparing that to the part, you know, to the original movie, they hit that person within the first 10 minutes of the movie.
0: And they, they start off a year later
1: second in the and then the part there they started off in the second year with her opening up the door it says I, I know what you did last summer with a goat head
0: in her I just I don't know and and see that's something else is there's a reason for it being a goat head but you don't find that out until later because you haven't even seen well, anything I, about it
1: that's why I said there was a witch
0: but, I mean, they. by the end of the first episode, you figure out why there's a goat head. But, still. And, like, it's starting off a year after. You don't know why she's coming home. And, I don't know if they ever clearly said that it was Hawaii, but it was obviously Hawaii by the it name on the sign. It like Hawaii.
1: Yeah, it, it, for all the signs, it was Hawaii.
0: But, the... I mean, there's... There's a lot wrong with this series that needed to be fixed prior to getting into it. I did see a couple of interesting things on the, the trivia on IMDb. It says, Brian, and I'm going to butcher this name, Brian Ju also appeared as a supporting actress and char- a supporting character in MTV's Scream, the TV series, based on the Scream franchise written and created by Kevin Williamson. Williamson also famously wrote the script for the original I Know What You Did Last Summer in 1997. The killer's identity was purposely kept secret from the cast during production. So that is a plus there where they don't even know who it is. In the original movie? In the series. They didn't, apparently they did not find out until it was revealed on the, in the script. That's kind of twisted. But... And it it adds for a bit more realism because they truly don't know who's doing it. So, that I give them props on. And it's not that the show is terrible. It's just there's things in there that are stupid and really don't have a point. Things that don't get explained right. Things that take too long to pay off. Things that pay off way too quickly. So, it's just... There's a lot that needs to be fixed on this.
1: Well, at the very beginning of the show, it shows this girl down by the beach on this rock, which is how the movie started out. Except it, you know, it. No. Um,
0: well, it needs to not get a second season for sure, because you cannot drag this story on further. No. I mean, I know the original film had two sequels. And I never did watch, I'll always know what you did last summer. I did watch, I still know what you did last summer. Actually,
1: part two, let's just go ahead and watch part two. Part two was really good.
0: Well, I I know that I saw part two in the theater a long time ago. It's like the the film, I don't think I've watched the film since it was in the theater. But, But anyways, as far as this series goes... It's not the best. It's it's watchable, but it's not what I hoped it would be. It's a, it's okay
1: for people who doesn't okay for people who hasn't seen. I know what you did last summer. The movie that has something to compare it to, they may like it. But if you're comparing it to the movie, I'm sorry, the movie wins hands down. I
0: don't know the 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 pacing and the the not explaining things properly. I'm wondering. I'm gonna pull up Rotten Tomatoes real quick and see what the audience score on there is, because I, I, the I know. Oh, the the average tomato meter's gone up too. It's forty four percent opposed to the thirty nine percent that Bing had it listed as. The average audience score is forty two percent. So it's not getting well received. In other words,
1: I don't even see how it got that.
0: You're going to have people who like it regardless and get on there and vote for it. And then you're going to have people who get on there and vote against it just because you have people who will not be honest in this world. But the IMDB ranking gives it a 5.1 out of 10 so just barely half. But Yeah, Oh, are we going to talk about the what, happened, what else happened on the very first episode within
1: the first ten minutes of it? Probably not in the first seven minutes of the episode. What was that? The guy falling naked, taking a pee in the pool.
0: I apparently did not pay enough attention to that because I don't remember that.
1: Dude, what? He is full blown out naked. Standing, I mean, the, the camera centers right on him, and he's keying. And I'm not lying.
0: And I don't doubt it. I just, I, apparently, that was when I was looking away or letting dogs out or something. Because I don't you remember. You need to really pay
1: it. attention. But. Because right here, without the sound on, I recorded it and sent it to my friends. I said, "This is what you're seeing on this show." So I'm gonna like, back it up a second. The sound ain't on, so nobody's gonna hear nothing.
0: Well, this is th- thrilling for those people listening at home. Yeah, I did I thought... not did not see that. There he was. Archie's back and everything. Well, he's got to move his shirt out of the way.
1: His shirt was moved
0: out of the way. Did you not see his... He was, he was arching back to move his shirt out of the way is what it looked like. No,
1: his shirt was well out of the way.
0: I saw everything. It's just It looked like he had his hands on his shirt pulling it back. Because it was a button-down shirt. Here here's the steel of it. Yeah, see? It looks like he's got his hands on his shirt there. Now I cleared it up for you. Oh, he's still kind of holding his shirt.
1: Yeah, but that's full penis activity going on right there. And you can see full bush and everything.
0: He should have groomed better, that's for sure. So, yeah. I
1: was like, oh my God, within the first seven minutes of this, there's a guy pissing right in the (laughs) front. Hey kids, watch this.
0: And... For everybody out there, it is very quick. It's like two seconds, and it's off. Anyway, I saw it. So, yeah, you look away for two seconds, and you miss it.
1: But, okay, let's get back to it. But, um, like I said, if you did not see any of the I Know What You Did Last Summer films, it, it's probably good because you have nothing to compare it to. But, anyways, that's my take on it.
0: Uh, what's your rating?
1: I'll let you give yours first.
0: <laughs> I was going to have you go, that's why I said.
1: Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> A 1.75, that's about as good as I can do.
0: Uh, I will give them credit. The The production's good. The The look of the film's very good. The acting is not bad. They are not bad actors. It's just, like I said, the pacing is terrible and the story's not that good. I'm going to give it two and a quarter. Oh, God, you're generous. Well, I've, I've also seen four episodes and I've seen that it, it does delve more into the story as it goes along and gets better, but... And I will finish watching it to see how it all plays out, but. Like I said, it it does not need a second season. We don't need I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, season two. (laughs) No. But that's on Amazon Prime. So is the original from 1997, which. IMDb ranks at 5.7 out of 10. According to Bing, Rotten Tomatoes has it 44%. And Metacritic, 52. This film was basically running on the coattails of Scream. Which, we all know that I absolutely love Scream. And Kevin Williamson did not write a film as good as Scream. But it was still a really good movie. It was a good movie. And there are a lot of issues with it. Like, I have never been a fan of Sarah Michelle Gellar's acting. I am not a fan of Jennifer Love Hewitt's acting. I don't think... either are both scream queens. Uh, you, gotta admit, you gotta admit that um, Jennifer Love Hewitt in this, her screaming... Was wow. annoying. Like... And and this was something I noticed with both the film and the TV series. They hit somebody with the car, right? Yeah. And they keep going forward. Am I not wrong? Am I not correct on that? They didn't spin around in the road. They went forward.
1: No, 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 no. The BMW spun around in the road. When they hit him, the
0: BMW spun around. Because in the movie, you see the person go up. Ryan Phillippe is standing out of the sunroof. The person goes up, flips over him, and goes, and goes behind. Goes over and over, and the car did spin around in the road. I do remember that. Well, I, I don't remember either one of them spinning around. But well, the in, BMW did, but not the, but not the Jeep. In both, the person they hit is in front of the car. And the car is in the right lane when they show it. Like... Well, like, like I said, the beamer spun around. But the problem with that is it should be in the other lane or turned wrong in the right lane, and it was pointed correctly in the right lane.
1: I'm just like mm, spinning around in my that's head. That's
0: what I noticed. Was they're in the right lane like they should be, because. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll remember in both the series and the movie, they're pointed forward in the right lane, and somebody in the left lane is coming the other direction at them. So, uh, somehow, the person got hit from the front, thrown behind the car, and ended up in front of the car. In both well, of them. It-
1: well, no, that happened. Now, the BMW, that would have been right because if they'd have hit him and it flipped over, then the car turned around. It would have been right
0: if they'd have been facing the wrong way in the right lane or in the left lane. They were facing the right around, way in the right lane. Person, when
1: the car spins around, that person would be in front of the car then.
0: You're not listening. You've got the left lane, which is... Coming traffic okay, I'm and the gonna, right lane. i to pull up video. Well, it's the right lane that you drive in, correct? We drive on the right side of the road. Yeah. If they hit somebody and spin around, they're not going to be pointed forward in the right lane. They were pointed forward in the right lane. Because Johnny Galecki came driving up in his truck in the left lane towards them. Well, no, that's correct. No, not if they hit somebody and they went behind them, they would not be pointed forward. If they spun around in the road, they would be pointed the wrong way in the right lane, or they'd be in the left lane. They were pointed the right way in the right lane. Yes, it's because
1: they spun around like this
0: to go the opposite direction. But they're in the right lane, which they were driving in to begin with, going the right way. And the person's still in front of them. Uh, I gotta see this. Go back and what look at it.
1: Last, last summer.
0: Go back and look we'll at see. it real quick. And I'll you will see. Car
1: accident. Car scene. Here we go. Car scene.
0: Uh, here we go. Uh, huh. I'm gonna pull this up. Because I'm telling you, it. they hit the guy. He went over the roof, threw Ryan Phillippe coming out of the sunroof,
1: Okay, here we are, he's going up out of the sunroof, and here he comes around the corner, and they're all, he's in the right lane,
0: and then he dropped a liquor bottle. And that's where they hit. And now he's like, look out, and here
1: goes, they hit the person, And it goes up over the car, and there it spins around. Okay, let me play this part for you. But if it spins
0: around, they'd be pointed the wrong way.
1: Well, shh, you're going to fuss with the film, and just watch.
0: It doesn't matter if they spun around or not, they're still pointed the wrong way. Shh! See, you're way too far back, but... I'm I'm telling you, they'd be pointed the wrong way on the road. Okay, there he's steering, and okay, so he spun around into the other lane. The other, so that's the difference. Yeah, he spun
1: around into the other lane
0: like that. So maybe they did that on the other one too. But you see, my point though was they were still pointed the right direction in the right lane. So now they're getting
1: out. So the body would be in front of
0: them. Yeah, that one, that works. So I don't know if the, the TV series did the same thing or not, but... Because no, I noticed TV it after the fact. The Jeep did not spin around. And a a definite flaw with the film. When was the film? What What time was it set? Well, it was set in 19. No, the well, the season. There's even a oh. holiday.
1: Oh, it's Fourth of July.
0: And how okay. are they oh, dressed? Here's
1: another overview. See the car.
0: How are they dressed? Well, they're wearing Like, long sleeves. And they're they're, the they're in North in the Carolina. They're they're in in North North Carolina. Carolina. The license plates on the car say North Carolina. Yeah. When in North Carolina is it that cold on July 4th? Well, it might not be cold next to the water. I don't know. You're not going to dress like that in North Carolina on July 4th. I I mean, you're talking jackets, long sleeves, sweaters jeans. I mean, they are completely dressed for cool weather. Yeah, North Carolina they'd be wearing hoochie shorts
1: and tube tops.
0: Yeah, they they would not be wearing all those. It's too hot for it.
1: It's way too hot and muggy. But
0: anyway, And that is something I constantly notice. Like, I mentioned it about Love, Victor the TV series. Set in Georgia the night before school's supposed to start. And they're acting like it's cold outside. It ain't cold in Georgia in August. No. Not
1: unless you're in the mountains of Georgia.
0: So Maybe. I don't know. They either need to start filming at a seasonally seasonally appropriate or they need to make it seasonally appropriate. Because saying it's the summer and they're wearing all that Yeah, and that's, like I said, it's a constant thing in all of entertainment. You see it. Yeah. So.
1: But anyways, I enjoyed the movie. Um, It was great seeing. um, I enjoyed Jennifer Love Hewitt and all of them. Um, And you know what other film spin-off of this was, don't you? Do you remember that? Mm, What are you talking about?
0: the horror movie, Urban Legend. Oh, that was, I enjoyed that one, too.
1: That was another spin-off of this, of this series.
0: Well, so. I, I just saw on the trivia, the very first thing, Kevin Williamson wrote this script before Scream, but was unable to sell it. Following the big screen success of his next screenplay, Scream, Columbia Pictures immediately bought I Know What You Did Last Summer. So, Scream is what did got he, this did, movie made.
1: Did he do Urban Legend as well?
0: Uh, that I don't think so, but I don't know. I'm pulling him up here real quick. Because but...
1: they had... Why asked Because some of the girls from Scream was in Urban Legend. That's why I asked
0: that. Well, it was talent pool, basically. He apparently did not do Urban Legend. Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer... Scream 2 characters written by The Faculty screenplay teaching Mrs. Tingle's screen or written by Wasteland TV series creator Scream 3 just the characters he did not write it Glory Days which was a show I enjoyed he was creator of it Dawson's Creek creator and written by which that was just not a good show uh yeah. Hidden Palms TV series creator Scream 4, written by the Secret Circle TV series, written by one episode. Uh, the following TV series was fantastic. Created by 45 episodes, written by 7 episodes, story one episode, teleplay one episode. So, he's done some really good stuff. The Vampire Diaries, he developed it for television, but that was just not... I'm sorry, when you have vampires who walk around in the sun because they have a ring. That's just stupid.
1: Yeah. They should be bursting into flames.
0: Yep. But apparently he did not write the new Scream. It just says characters created by... Let's see who wrote the new Scream movie. James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, based on characters by Kevin Williamson. So and I will say I thought Scream 4 was the strongest since the original and Kevin Williamson wrote it so
1: I tell you what Scream 4 was awesome
0: and it got a lot of hate but I, I really do see enjoyed it. how that movie was damn good
1: I enjoyed all the Scream films there's not one I didn't like um did you watch any of the Scream series on MTV
0: yes I watched it all
1: was it any good
0: I liked it. I mean, it's not as good as the movies, but I enjoyed it.
1: Because I've been wanting to watch it, but I just haven't brought myself to do
0: it yet. I bought the first season on DVD, but I haven't bought any others yet. And I haven't bought any of it on digital. But I I would suggest watching it. I mean, go into it knowing that it is taking the story from the original. And they even start out with the, the terrorizing in the house kind of thing. But I think they changed it up, so it's been a while since I've seen the the first episode, so I can't tell you for sure that it's different, but it, it seems like they changed it up. And then it moves on from there with its own story, and it's completely different kids. And then, I think they did two seasons in a movie with that cast, and then changed the cast for a third season, if I'm not mistaken. And... Basically, I was glad they changed the cast when they did, because how many times are these kids going to be terrorized by the same killer? And that's kind of like with Sidney Prescott. They had to move on from her being terrorized, but they made it, if I'm not mistaken, they made it to where it was her family because of her popularity. Like they were copycatting kind of thing.
1: Did you see? the new, did you see the Scream trailer?
0: Yes, I did, and it looks fantastic.
1: Yes, it does, and I cannot wait. Um, the Scream series is actually on Netflix, so.
0: Um, I w- I'd suggest watching it. I enjoyed it. I think I will. It's got three seasons here, so. Um, and they're not long seasons, they're like 13 episodes yeah, of a I think the first episode here shows the first season. Oh. That's season three. Here's season one. Okay, the first episode, there's like uh, 10 episodes in the first season. Um, in the second season, there's 13. And in the last season,
1: there's six. So, and I think I, I will add that to my watch list.
0: I'm wanting to say that Queen Latifah might have been in the... Third season I can't remember for sure. But I like I said I enjoyed the the series quite a bit. I'm looking it up now, Bex Taylor closs was in it and she was in Arrow. But I thought they did a good job with the the story on the Scream series and kept it interesting. I
1: don't recognize any of these people from the Scream series.
0: But Mary J. Blige was in it, not Queen Latifah.
1: Mary J. Blige? Uh, yep.
0: And Tony Todd was in three episodes of Scream, the Tom, series. Tom Everett Scott. He looks familiar. Who is That he? Thing You Do? Did you ever watch uh, that? That Thing You Do? Yeah, he was in that. So.
1: Hey, um, on that... Okay, let's get back to... Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer... I think I recognized one of the actors from being in something else. Sebastian, yeah, him. I think he played in one of the um... No, I guess not. He only he's only been in three films.
0: Oh, and somebody else that was on the Scream series, she was in six episodes of Scream TV series, was uh, Kiki Palmer. She was Zayday Williams on Scream Queens, so you'll recognize her, too. Love Scream Queens. Oh, God. Chanel Oberlin will forever live on in my head. But... So there, I mean, there's good cast along the way, and Mary J. Blige has done some pretty good acting. Like, she was in the Umbrella Academy TV series, which I really love, and again based on a comic book. So, I mean, there's there's very good talent in screen the TV series along the way. But but back to the show we're talking about because we've gotten way far away from it. Do you have anything more that you want to say about I Know What You Did Last Summer, the film?
1: No. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of it. I remember going and seeing it in the theater and just watching it from over the years. Um, It's one of those I can watch over and over again. I never get tired of it. It's... uh, What gets me is... Let's talk about something. You said that something that bugged you in the film. Remember whenever Sarah Michelle Geller was up on stage and she's getting ready to hand her crown over to that woman? She looked at her and said, Jesus, that, you know, because she couldn't sing. And all of a sudden she saw her boyfriend upstairs getting stabbed. Well, and she lets out no, starts screaming and she starts to run off the stage and people were grabbing her to keep her from running. No one would ever do that in the real world. They would let her run through
0: the crowd to try to get up there. Or they would at least go and immediately investigate.
1: Yes, instead of going, no, they're bye-bye, but
0: bye-bye, By no, the bye-bye. same token, and I, I didn't pull up the article, but it's something that kind of proves that might actually happen. There was a story that I saw this week, and I think I shared it on Twitter, that a woman was raped on the subway. With people around and nobody did anything. You gotta be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. It's a they just literally watched her get raped. I don't know if they watched her, if they just ignored it, what, but it was a subway with people on it and a woman got raped. Nobody helped her. That's just wow. So it kind of speaks to the The good guy with a gun, and I'm doing the finger quotes that people love to use. Where was the good guy with the woman getting raped? I mean, honestly.
1: Obviously not giving two shits about it.
0: So. But yeah, I just went to Rotten Tomatoes, pull up. They they do have 44% from critics, and the shock... 40% Forty percent from the audience. I would have thought um, it had a higher I know what you score.
1: Did last summer? Yep. Dude, that movie was awesome in my
0: book. Well, I still know what you did last summer. Seven percent from critics. Twenty-nine percent audience score.
1: I still know what you did last summer. It's still good. Now the
0: movie that followed up after that wasn't our third one. I'll always know what you did last summer.
1: Okay, I and haven't seen that one.
0: And that. You seen part two? I've seen the first two. I've not seen the third. Okay, for shits and giggles, let's see if we can't find that one somewhere and watch it. So we. Can I think they're all three them. on Amazon Prime, but the. I know what you did last summer, the Tomato Meter: 44% and 42% audience score on the TV series. So, same for the critics, 2% higher for the TV show from the audience. I don't
1: see how, but anyway.
0: And I will say, too, the music in the film is so much better than the TV show.
1: Yeah. The TV show was playing... I mean, I love club music.
0: But that was just a bit much. I'm sorry, but but do you have anything else you wanted to add about the t- the movie? No. Nope. Okay, you want me to rate this one, this one, this first, or do you want you to go, go first?
1: You you go you go ahead and do it.
0: Okay. Well, for me, there's a lot of nostalgia in this. I remember hanging out with the friends that I went to see the second one with. I remember discussing these films with friends back in the day. We all enjoyed them. It was, again, it's following Scream, but even though it was written before Scream, as we mentioned earlier, and it gave a mystery to horror again, which was nice. I mean, I love Freddy Krueger, but it's just slash and burn. It's not any mystery there. You know who's doing it. You know who the killer is, and that's the case with a lot of horror films, for so long and that's why Scream changed everything and this one is of the same vein you don't know who the killer is and they throw you off throughout the film they misdirect you intentionally and not as bad in I know what you did last summer as they did in Scream because Scream really misdirects you throughout the film oh yeah like you constantly are wondering is that the killer is that the killer No, wait, this guy might be the killer. Oh, no, but look, there's something here. I mean, it was a constant throughout the film. There was something they were giving you, like, not to spoil anything, but they show the boots of the killer, and then they show the boots of the sheriff. It was constantly constantly showing you things to make you wonder who it might be. And I'm not going to say if that was a misdirection or not for anybody who may not have seen Scream. It may have been a misdirection. It may have been an actual... This is what it was. But this one is nowhere near as strong as Scream. There's no denying that. Scream is just such a phenomenal film. This one, very enjoyable. Like I said, takes me back. The soundtrack, I was an alternative rock music fan of the 90s. And that's what this soundtrack is. And. Oh, hold on. Hold on. What?
1: That doesn't fit the Madonna genre. What's up with that?
0: Madonna was not grunge Rock. Uh, pop music started to suck in the nineties. I mean, Mariah Carey, Boys to Men. You had a lot of crappy talent, Jennifer Lopez. So, and it does kind of fit Madonna, well, Madonna because put
1: out, Madonna put out music in the nineties.
0: Madonna did Maverick Records, and let's let's think who. Who could possibly have been signed to Maverick Records? That was an alternative rock act. Oh, I don't know. There was Candlebox, and a little lady called Alanis Morissette. Now,
1: I like me some Alanis
0: Morissette. Alternative rock, signed to Madonna's label. I don't know if I would have
1: called her an alternative.
0: She was alternative rock. Absolutely. she
1: gets played on a lot of soft rock stations though.
0: Well, that's because we got old. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Look look at how music goes. Twenty years down the road, all of a sudden what was hip and in then is now soft rock. But I hear that
1: song every day.
0: Perfect perfect example. KISS. KISS was demonic and hated. And now, like, even in the 90s, KISS started getting played on more light rock radio stations. So it is just, that's the trend. 20 years down the road, it starts being put on to those because older people listen to them. And, but, I mean, the soundtrack to I Know What You Did Last Summer, very, very good. I've got it in the other room, but I'm not going to go get it. So, the music great, the story good. I hated Jennifer Love Hewitt screaming constantly. She went and saw the body, and before she got there, she starts screaming. It's like, it's a dead person on the road. Oh, I got to scream, I'm terrified. It I was,
1: think she was trying to channel Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween.
0: It didn't work. Why are you screaming at a dead body laying there? And I think when she opened the trunk and with the crabs, she screamed again. And I mean, it was just, it was too much. It was annoying. Her acting is not the best in the world. I've, I didn't watch The Ghost Whisperer. I did watch Party of Five and very much enjoyed Party of Five. So she's done some good stuff, but. She's not the best actress. Sarah Michelle Giller, same thing. I was never a fan of Buffy the TV series. Just couldn't get into it. Didn't care for her movies. And so, but then you had Ryan Phillippe, who I like a lot and still like a lot. He's been in some really fantastic stuff, including Big Sky, which is currently running on ABC in its second season, and Secrets and Lies, which was on ABC, a few years ago, which was he was the first season, and it was absolutely amazing show. So you have talent, and you have not so good talent, and Freddie Prinze kind of lies there in the middle somewhere, like not the greatest actor, I like not Freddie bad actor. Friends. Yeah, he's not the greatest, but
1: I like him. He's a, a likable cool person.
0: So and and of course, he and Sarah Michelle Geller have been faithful, apparently. Because they've been together for over 20 years, which is extremely rare in Hollywood. So, kudos to them for actually lasting. But, and they, they both seem like they'd be cool to hang out with, especially Freddie Prinze Jr., because he's been on DC. He did a, a game show kind of thing where it was. He made. A, it, he took a, a DC role playing game, like Dungeons and Dragons, and made a story out of it and there were celebrities there with him. He was the the guy in charge, like the dungeon master, and the others were playing. And I really enjoyed that show a lot, and I don't really care for stuff like that, usually. But I really enjoyed that. It makes me want to watch some of his other role-playing games that he's done on video. But with all that said, production value very high. Script is what good. Is the Not, budget on that film, I have no clue. You can look it up while I'm talking about it. But um Yeah, go ahead. The just so much good with it, but yet some issues that needed to be fixed along the way. And like I said, nowhere near what Scream was. But very enjoyable. I'm gonna yeah. give it Interesting three out of five stars. Um,
1: okay, I looked it up on the box office. It had a, bus, a budget of $17 million. Opening weekend, it did $15.8 million. In the United States, it ended up doing right at $72.5 million. But worldwide gross, it ended up $126 million. So, um, not too bad for a $17 million movie. But um, this movie brings me back. I love this movie, I've always loved it. And every time I see it on television, I always stop and watch it. I don't care where it's at in the movie. It's like a Harry Potter film. I stop and watch it. So um, I love it. So I'm going to give it a solid three stars as well.
0: And there you have it. So have we decided what we're watching next week?
1: We are going to watch the I know what you did last summer part three.
0: <laughs> are we going to watch that, or are we going to watch? I still know what you did last summer first.
1: Oh, yeah, I still, let, let's watch, I still know
0: what you did last summer. Let's do that one. Because I'm kind of interested in the 50 States of Fright on Roku. and see what it's, it is from Sam Raimi, so, I mean, that's a plus right there. You know the director of Spider-Man? Yeah. So, let's try and work that in as well as I still know what you did, or I, I still know what you did last summer, and if we can, I'll always know what you did last summer, so we can just knock them all out. Because we'll have more time this week, so. Because it'll be Thursday next week where we're recording on Tuesday tonight. Yep. And I might talk about Injustice because, like I said, I'll be watching it here in a little bit. Alright. Which is not Halloween, but still, I cannot wait to see it. Hmm. So. Anyways, any final words?
1: Um, continue to do what you can. Uh, if, you gotta, if you can get your booster shot, do it. I think they have approved now Pfizer and Moderna's now. Um, and, um, they've done Johnson Johnson's, right?
0: I don't think anything's been approved except for the Pfizer booster. I'm pretty sure they did for Moderna except it's a low-dose Moderna. Uh, uh, the only one I've seen officially approved is Pfizer, but I don't know. I haven't been keeping up. Because... I still don't... They've not come up with a definitive who should get the booster and who shouldn't. So, I've not been keeping a real close eye on it.
1: I'm in that group,
0: so... Let's see, I need to talk to my dermatologist when I go and see if I'm in the immune deficient because of the lupus. You would be in that group, too. Well, I don't know because mine's discoid and not systemic. So, there's... That's why I've got to find out for sure. But again, and this is perfect to um, say it, always ask your doctor, be sure. Your doctor knows what's best for you. Talk to them. Don't listen <coughs> to Facebook or whatever.
1: Well, my doctor did recommend for me to get it, so... Um,
0: and yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's Get real medical advice. Don't get a stranger or friend on Facebook to tell you what to do. Uh, I'll follow Facebook there. For- It's kind of like getting your prescription medication from TV. Like, talk to your doctor. (coughs) And every commercial says, ask your doctor. So why are you advertising this product to me when I can't do it by myself? That's why... Yeah, consult your family physician before trying any kind of blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But that's why prescription drugs need to be removed from TV. I mean, if they ban the promotion of cigarettes on TV, they can ban the promotion of... Of, no, of the pharmaceutical drugs on there. like Over-the-counter drugs is one thing, but like Bayer and Tylenol and such, but there's no reason to advertise prescription drugs. So, but anyways, we're rapidly running out of time. So we'll close it here, and we'll be back with I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, I Always Know What You Did Last Summer, and 50 States of Fright, if we can get them all worked in next week. So. Alrighty, sounds good. Say goodbye, Paul. Bye-bye.